connected with Take Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take2Radio.com. Thank you for tuning into the Mal Report. Before the fastest hour in paranormal talk radio begins, go over to italkparanormal.com and sign up for the weekly newsletter. The opinions expressed in the Mallard Report are those of the hosts and participants and are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any simulcasting radio network or sponsor. All listeners are advised to make their own decisions. It's the Mallard Report. Yeah, the Mallard Report. The Paranormal Talk Radio Show with Jim Mallard as your host. See what lies beneath any paranormal activity. Go inside a world that others don't want to see. The Mallard Report. Yeah, the Mallard Report. That is the Mallard Report. I want to welcome everybody to the program tonight, live Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern podcast around the world anytime you want. Okay, before I get much further, I want to thank Brian for uh, renewing the sponsor, so I'm going to read it here, and I want you to go get your free ebook and your $1.99 audiobook. It's a great book. Okay, now to the actual read. Looking for a family-friendly audio adventure. It begins... Wait, go back over here. The World of <laughs> Godsland Fantasy Series begins The Call of Herald, now available in the audiobook format. Act now and get the ebook free and the audiobook for just $1.99. Visit bit.ly slash audio199. That's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash audio. The number's 199. I have the book pretty good, actually. I'm enjoying it, and I want to thank, like I said, I want to thank Brian for renewing for another month. So, with that being said, hopefully you guys all run out and download the free, go get the free ebook if you have a Kindle. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know. I mean, a lot of you did, but there's still, I know there's a lot more of you that have Kindles that don't. So, just saying. Make up for it this month. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> my guest tonight is Kelly. Oh. <laughs> I, I wrote a word down here, and I can't even read it. Hallways. That's good. Okay. <laughs> my little scribbles, and I, you know, anyways. So how, how are you doing tonight, Kelly? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? I can't complain, actually, for once. Of course, no, I actually, you know, this is where that old saying isn't true. I could probably complain that people would have to listen. Well, outside it's like 10 feet of snow. We're having a blizzard, actually. <laughs> well, I, I, that's that. We're going to lead right. You're going to read me right into the, um, the f- first question here. You, you write for the Green oh, the oh. Green Bay Paranormal Examiner. So you yes. live, obviously, near Green Bay. So Yes, well. I am near, like 45 minutes from Green Bay. Because where I live, they don't have a... Name on the examiner for that. So I picked Green Bay. It's either Green Bay or Marquette. So I picked the closest. Well, well Green Bay sounds better. Just for... Yes, it does. It's better than Marquette. <laughs> and there come those hate mails right now from my two listeners in Marquette. Um... <laughs> oh, but I, I love Marquette, though. Don't get me wrong, everyone. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. sure they're fine, people. Don't worry. Yeah. They won't hate us too much. Yeah. Yet. Oh, <laughs> So okay. what, what do you write about, I mean, obviously it uh, sounds kind of self-explanatory, you write about the paranormal, obviously, but what about yeah, the paranormal? Yeah, like ghosts, vampires, uh, all that, like in the news, like Bigfoot, uh, 
Recently, the crop circle in California. Are they ready about that? Um, so I don't this weird stuff that comes up. I don't, like, go and find ghosts or anything. I just do a lot of research. Like, you know, whatever's in the news, I find stuff. Or I like to normally just write about, like, superstitions and stuff like that. Do a lot of research. Recently, I was writing about, like, vampires in the U.S. Because there are true, quote-unquote, true cases in the 1800s and actually 1902. So, actually, the 1980s, there's a case where in Mineral Point, Wisconsin, from Green Bay, that's probably, I don't know, like three hours away, there was a vampire that a police officer said that he saw a vampire in the cemetery. So, well, a guy that was dressed in a cape. But I recently wrote about that. So. Okay, wait. This yeah. is going to transition to the other part of the question. This is going to be a horrible... Okay. You're going to hate this question. You'll probably oh, hang up after this question. It. Oh, great. <laughs> we're, five no, minutes, we're five minutes in the interview. You're going to hate me. Vampires yeah, glitter, yeah. right? No. <laughs> <laughs> They do not. I actually, this might make people mad if they like Twilight, but I am against Twilight. Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure the teenage girls that love Twilight aren't my listeners, so it's okay. Okay, that's good, because I am, I like my vampire stories, bloody, and horror. <laughs> that's That's what I like. I, I like I, said, I was telling you a few minutes ago. I don't watch that many movies, but I had the misfortune of seeing that one. Did well, you really? Yeah. I I stayed away. Saw the first one, and that was enough. Yeah. I got. Drug I read it. half the book too. I don't like to admit that though. Uh, I see. That's more than I read. So you're 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 ahead <laughs> in that regard. Yeah, it was like halfway through. I'm like, yeah, I can do this, but I was like in my teens, so that's 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 okay. It does happen from time to time. You are, you know. You, yeah, yes. And I went for, I went for the greater good. I like Anne Rice, and she doesn't normally make her vampires, you know, scary. But I will say I like how she makes them. You know, if I'm looking for a more sympathetic looking vampire, I will read Anne Rice. So, you, so you said you're researching vampires for a for a piece or a book, or what are you doing with these? This research, I guess I should find that out first. Well, I, uh, well, that research I told you about, I already wrote an article on it. It's on examiner.com. Just find Green Bay Paranormal Examiner, and it's just three stories. Uh, one story takes place in well, Mineral Point, Wisconsin. Second story, New Orleans. Third one is about um, Mercy Brown, which took place in. You know what? I'm gonna probably forget it. So let me think about it. Um, I, it was somewhere out east. I can't remember, but it was Rhode Island. It was Rhode Island. Yes. The smallest state in the Union, of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> so in that happened eighteen hundreds. That's it. I wrote two stories on that. So anyone, if they want to go on examiner dot com, it's there. <laughs> and for those who are listening later, I've. Pretty sure yeah. I posted the links this afternoon. If not, I'll post them this evening again. Okay. Plus, they'll be yeah. in the. Yeah, if you need any, just send me. A, you know my email address. I'll I just do. Send them and 
But I, I won't post that for everybody unless, I mean, anyways. <laughs> Yeah, if they're interested. If anyone's interested, <laughs> I can. So that's about it, really. On what I recently and uh, another thing, I back to vampires. We'll probably be talking about that a lot, I guess. I am working on a vampire movie guide. So. Okay, so 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 you've you've researched the real vamp well. No, yeah, I would have so, to put the quotes around this, I guess, for yeah, the sake of this grow, conversation. Yeah, grow, real vampires. All right. And now, you, and now you're going Hollywood. Well, you're going to put a Hollywood piece together. Yes. I Well, I'm going to try to do a book, uh, probably e-book, probably published through Amazon, and uh, 80s and 90s vampire movies. Well, don't you have to oh. see the Twilight movies then to complete the no, collection? No, no, no. 80s and 90s. Vampire movie guys. Oh, so this, so, this is the part two, the the, the zeros yeah, and the and then no, there's, and the teens. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> these are people who, I, because there's like no, I looked it up and there's really no books about eighties and horror movies like that. But just plain vampires. So, there probably is, but I don't see any. So well, well, there's probably a, there's probably a book about how bad I am doing my show, but that's here or there. Um, yeah. Anybody? Will, anyways, wait. I gotta be very careful. I, yeah. I've been I've been talking to somebody on Twitter, so I want to get this message just correct, just right. Okay. This isn't to you. If you're gonna oh, write, a, okay. if you're gonna if you're gonna write a book, have some facts. Okay. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, had to make <laughs> that in there. Odds are they're not listening, anyways. But just in case. Okay. Are off the soapbox. So, what, name some <laughs> name some of the vampire movies from the, this time period you're talking about. Because, like I said, I'm a okay, I'm a big well, clueless person. Okay. Well, you got Fright Night. You have the uh, Vampire's Kiss. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. Um, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> okay, so here's what I'm going to do. Actually, Near Dark. That that was actually uh, the same. Catherine Miglow, the one that was the first woman to win the Academy Award, she directed that movie, Near Dark. It's a vampire movie from the 80s. 90s, you got Blade. Sneak that in there. The original Buffy. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open this up to my okay. listeners. I, I'm curious because, like I said, I'm not a movie person. So at iTalkParanormal on Twitter. Tweet any any era. Any era. I'm going to let them yeah, put me in any era. I, I can, any era. Any but, you era. know, I actually... Vampire I movie. Vampire. Christopher Lee, his Dracula movies. That might be another... Yeah. Maybe a book someday. <laughs> well, you already have a couple books out, so you have, the, you have the itch to write, it seems. Yes, I do. I like to try to get some ideas, and uh, mostly I write short stories. Like, on Amazon, I have four short stories. Five to five now. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I did count. There was five there earlier yeah, today. Yeah, five. Yes, sir. Couple, the couple just came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, well, they they actually came out 2011, but they had to change the date because I put new covers on. Oh. I finally decided to put new covers on the books. Oh well, see, you should have just went with covers. me and said, "Yeah, they're new stuff." Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I decided to help sales up, and I hope that works. And two of those are vampire stories, and the other two are uh, crime fiction. It's like 1940s crime. 
like Pulp Fiction. So, okay, here's another one of these fun half-loaded questions I have for you. If you if you were going to produce, right? Produce that's a movie term. Okay. Um, okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> oh, produce. <laughs> as a um, a movie, who who would be your lead in your vampire movie? Let's start with vampire movies. Okay, a lead in my vampire movie. Hmm, I'm trying to think of someone. That's a good question. I'd probably have to say. You know, I think Daniel Craig is a new James Bond. I think he can do it. Yeah. yeah. Or anyone British. <laughs> I liked my British movies, British actors. You just like the accent. Both, yeah. Yeah, I think it works for a vampire movie. But, you know, um, Interview with a Vampire made in 1994, if I'm correct. If I'm not, I'm sure someone will... <laughs> 1994, I thought Brad Pitt, you know, he's a little, sometimes overrated, but he played a really good vampire. So maybe I'll ask him again. Well, you can, you can, like I said, it's anybody you want, so it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. To, um, to float it out there. So you, you, you told me this right before we got on air that you were writing about the Golden Globes, which was something that yeah, really caught your attention. Yeah. Writing about John Voight, who won for Ray Donovan. He won. It's a TV show, and um, uh, Jack from the set. I wrote about her because she won, and I thought it was very interesting because it seems like she wasn't on the map for. Quote me if I'm wrong, but 20 years, I really haven't heard anything about her. So that was. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I swear, like, the only movie I've seen her was Steve McQueen in Bullet. She plays his girlfriend. But that's a fun fact. Um, And I wrote, because recently I was promoted to Italian Examiner, so I write about Italian movies. And the best foreign film that won was The Great Beauty, so I had the pleasure to write about that movie. And last time I checked on that article, I had over 180 shares, Facebook shares. So I was very happy about that because the other articles weren't uh, doing as good. So I think people really like that movie. Hey, success is good no matter how you get it. So Yeah, get- exactly. I mean, it's, uh, see, you know, there's so many stuff on the Internet that like getting views is probably one of the hardest things I've learned about <laughs> So I'm happy when I make over 5,000 views a month. <laughs> I hear okay. it. It is tough. It's a deep pool right now. Yeah, it's a bunch of people are, you know, are doing it. And it's, you know, but I'm very, it's very fun working for the examiner because I had a pleasure to interview a lot of people, actually. If that's any of your questions, so. I'll answer that. <laughs> <laughs> well, who, well, go ahead. Just go, go with it. Okay. That's fine. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know if you ever seen the movie Night of the Comets. It's a B-rated horror film, comedy from the 80s. And the lead, the older sister of the movie, was played by Catherine Mary Stewart. And I was pleasure to interview her. And I've also interviewed, it's mostly horror stars right now, for my paranormal piece. And I was... Pleasure to interview 
Barbie Wilde. She was in the second Hellraiser movie. She plays a female semi-bite. And, uh, well, who else did I... A lot of... I've been interviewing people that were starting up, like, movie websites to help them get promoted. You know, I do like to try to help people that are just starting out, too, you know. And uh, that was probably my two biggest names, I will probably say. And I was supposed to get an interview with... I know the Evil Dead series is very popular with people. And I was supposed to get an interview with the guy who did special effects. But it was over the holidays, so I have to send them an email again, bother him. <laughs> That's the way to go. Yeah, that would be very popular because those movies are very popular with people. So I'm trying to get him. I had, uh, you'd probably know this guy, Bill O'Brien. He played... Uh... Zom uh an Abraham versus uh zombies. Abraham Lincoln versus oh, zombies. Yeah. yeah, I've had yeah, I heard the movie. He's a good he you he'd probably do an interview for you too. Yeah. And you know, I'm always looking for like any indie horror stars, anybody who's listening that, you know, they're making a movie. It doesn't and, you know, I'm not looking for a big Hollywood production. You know, just anybody who is interested, even horror writers, you know. It doesn't have to be like Something from HarperCollins or anywhere, you know, a big name publisher. Very for the indie people. I like to help them out, you know. It's very hard when you're indie to get people to pay attention to you. So let's let's spin it back into your paranormal writing for. Okay, yeah, paranormal. Like I told you, we're going to go back and forth for a few minutes. Yes, we Uh, are. (laughs) So, what's your favorite thing to write about when it's paranormal? You know, (laughs) probably. Um, haunted castles. I wrote many stories with them. And vampires, as we were talking before. And uh, my, I can tell you my least favorite is uh, talking about UFOs. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, you know, there's so much alien happen. It interests me, but for some reason, writing about it is kind of, you know, I'm trying to get more articles about it, I guess. It, it's got to be a, It's got to be a tricky thing to write about because it's very tricky to talk about. Yes. Yeah. It is. I mean, I, I have a couple articles that I write about aliens, but, uh, you know, every, it's a big, I don't want to be controversy, but it's, you know, a lot of people, you either believe in them or you don't, and I have a funny story. Well, kind of funny. My grandfather, my late grandfather, he was fishing with his friend, and he swore that he saw a UFO. So, who knows? If he really did, but well, it, it's hard to tell. It's the thing you gotta. Every, all, all of these stories, ghost stories, UFO stories, uh, yeah, alien so, stories. All these stories are based on the person telling them. So yeah, and I, you know, I, a lot of the stories, I, I try not to just like pick a person's name off because you know, you don't know if they want their name being on there. You know, when I'm reading stories, I'm like, well, I'll just normally I like to just. Right, like, there's ghostly activity. Never putting too many names in there because, you know, what if someone's like, you know, I didn't say that. Because <laughs> that's always I'm afraid of, like, someone's going to, like, you know, I don't want to be in this, you know. And I know I when was you, recently... When somebody says you misquoted them, I can tell you that. Of course, yeah, I, ha- I have, the, I have you... the benefit of having it all recorded. Well, most Oh, of yeah. Yeah, I bet you that's very hard. Yeah, that's one <laughs> thing. You know, when you're writing something or anything... Seems like people like to bring the worst out of you. 
I've never had any problems though. Uh, I don't really get too many comments. People don't really comment too much. Nothing. I mean, if they want, they can. <laughs> They'd probably read it. And I know a lot of people are afraid to write comments on stuff. <laughs> well, I, I'm always well. Every time I have an author on, you're you're a writer, so we can we can go down this alley for a minute. Um, yeah. I always encourage, like even my shows. If you have a comment, I just got a I got one that wasn't uh, positive a few minutes ago. That's fine. I I I enjoy it. I don't want to say it was makes me fired up or yeah. anything, but eh, it yeah, is what I it mean, is. My show is not business, for everybody. You just gotta you deal with it. You're like, oh, you know, that's funny. Because there's always negative and positive and stuff. Yeah. yeah, you just have to take it. It is what it is. Yeah. Because if you don't, you won't make it in the profession. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, or you'll just. Well, anyways, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll avoid that because. Yeah, you know. Uh, I'm probably gonna do that here in a few minutes, anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> make some people mad. That's okay. That's my job. So. You, <laughs> I, I'm in. I because I'm gonna. Uh, I told people last was that last week that I'm gonna start doing these monthly call-in sessions about different topics. Yeah, so, I do remember reading that, yeah. So which which one which one topic seems to be the one, not necessarily one that gets the most hits, but the one that generates the most buzz and attention for you? Um, for call-ins? Yeah, well, I'm kind of doing the same thing, so I'm just kind of curious. Probably the most interesting topic I think anyone can talk about is Probably, it seems like ghosts. I mean, everyone, we live in a culture where ghosts are very popular. All right, so, oh, wait, I should, time out. 20 minutes in, I probably should do this. This is the Mauer Report. I'm the host, Jim Mauer. My guest tonight is Kelly Hollaced. There you go. I got it. I rewrote it. Now I can read it. Yeah. All better. Um, we're talking uh, old movies. Paranormal, just kind of trickling along for the night, and uh, and I think, well, we'll see. We'll see how the rest of the show plays out. I'm not going to think too far ahead. <laughs> so I, I I told you well, this is when this is how I started the conversation. I told you I was going to ask you for sure what your favorite movie was. Yes, my favorite movie. Well, I have two. <laughs> I will bring it down to two. You told me five ten minutes ago. I know, but I will I will give you some. I will just say two because when you have five, it seems like you know, I, I can bring it down to two. Okay. okay, the third man, third man starred Orson Welles and Joseph Cotton. Very good movie. Actually, Orson Welles doesn't have much of it. He's not in it very much, but he, his scenes are so, you know, like popular that. And the second movie is The Glass Key, which is a. 40s crime film, which starred Veronica Lake and Alan Ladd. It's based on Dashiell Hammett's book, The Glass Key. And probably those two at the moment. I I really like 40s crime dramas and 30s and 40s, actually. Like, I love James Cagney, Edward G. Robinson, you know, all the gangsters. Humphrey Bogart, he was in... He's known for Casablanca, but he played in some very good crime dramas. You know. The Big Sleep, that's a that's a good one. And 
probably about it. You know, I I do have a lot of articles where I like to talk about the crime dramas, you know, because I always say, you know, if you think that classic movies are boring, you didn't see the right one. <laughs> now, one of my pet peeves is people that don't like to watch black and white movies. I know that's, you know, if anyone, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just, I, I don't know. Well... I don't I'm gonna, know what your take is on it. <laughs> well, I don't know. How, like I told you, I don't watch that many movies. But am yeah, I, am I, I don't watch too many. Okay, so okay. here here we're going to go. You, you're in the classic movies, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go classic yeah. for you. I like John Wayne yeah. movies. And, yeah, those are quite popular in my family, actually. I, I can't and, name know, one to save my life, but I love... I, I, Kevin from Paranormal Tech is listening right now, and he's going to enjoy this. I love how it was <laughs> filmed. I watch Gold Rush for the same reason. I love the cinematic view angles of this all. I really don't yeah. care. I don't. There's no plot to me. I'm just watching the background because that's when they went out west and actually filmed them outside. Yeah. Not green screened it all in. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, um, special effects now it's kind of so computerized, and I'm not against new movies. I'll just say that right now. <laughs> just I. Always were prone to watching black and white movies. I like a lot of new movies. So it was very nice getting the job to write about classic movies because you know, something you love doing, watching. Okay, so. That was my first one at the examiner, was a classic movie. So actually, I have a few people bugging me to call in tonight, so I'm going to cut you a little short. Don't take it personally. Okay. Uh, they, for some reason, I'm popular tonight, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. <laughs> Maybe, maybe I'm lucky. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, so uh, uh, give me Green Bay Paranormal Examiner. People go to Examiner and search for Green Bay for it then? Yeah. And then they, there's a link there for your Amazon stuff, so that would be the best way to trickle through and find the books. Yep, just find the, yeah, Amazon. That's all of them. All right. Well, I want hey, I want to thank you for jumping on with me. Good luck with yeah, get, no, getting. No problem. Hopefully, you get at least a dozen hits from this. I'm sure that some of my <laughs> listeners will at least try reading your stuff. I could promise you this: yeah. it's better than the stuff I write. Which anybody that knows <laughs> well, what I write? It's all right. I mean, I wouldn't say it's. You know, it's. Uh, you apparently, apparently, you haven't read my blog writing. lately. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Yes. Okay. So that was Kelly. Hollaced. So, I am going to. Uh, oh, I'm switching right now, clicking the call-in number in, into effect. If you have it, you can you can call in, of course. If you don't have it, I'm going to play it. I'm going to post it via social media right about now. Call the So I guess I should tell you what we're going to talk about now. I've posted the call on numbers a lot of places. That's okay. What are we going to talk about? I'm going to straw pull my listeners, anybody that calls in, about what topic they want to talk about here in a couple of weeks. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing live market research. I've done it on Facebook. And FYI, I posted it the other day on Facebook. I am so grateful to be reaching one whole percent. Well, it's not even one whole percent if you do the math. 
having 1% of my users talk about my page on Facebook. Facebook, that's wonderful. Great business model for the businesses that you have on there. Okay. Whoops. Anyways. Twitter? Twitter's great. Quack, the Quack Crew on Twitter. It's hashtag Quack. Use the K and put the R-E-W there. And you can find it. You, you'll see me tweeting it all the time. It's wonderful. It's a great group of people. Okay, but some of the, it's so varied that it's difficult to de- determine what people want to talk about. I think I have, uh, based off what I've seen, I have two interesting possibilities, and we're going to get to them all at some point, I'm sure, as the months go by. But where do you want to start? I, I did predictions. I, I've actually listened back to the prediction show and found that some of them were already starting to come true. So that, that, was, that went over well. And I'm amazing about that. So what, the topics that I have wrote down on my list. So if you if you have one and you don't want to call in, go to Facebook or Twitter or in one of the chat rooms, you can shout them out for me. Just kind of straw pulling. If you want to call in and give me a little heads up what you might want to talk about during that show, go ahead. First thing on my list is Bigfoot because of the $10 million Bigfoot challenge. Seems to be very popular right now. There's that Finding Sasquatch which irritates me because they they say they're finding Sasquatch and the guys run around the woods looking for the Squatch or Bigfoot. Or wait a second, it's finding Bigfoot and they run around talking about the Squatch. So that's what it is, I guess. Um, I guess, I don't know. I, I guess somebody has a body somewhere. Did I see that? Somebody has a Bigfoot body, but of course they're holding out to the highest bidder because what else would you do? Of course, I hope it's not a hoax like the last time somebody had a body. It was just, uh, anyways. So, okay. Now, see, this this topic, the next topic I have wrote down on my list, often gets lumped together, but I don't think it's the same thing. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys can help me with this. Aliens and UFOs. You hear them, like I said, you hear them lumped together a lot, but I think they're two different things because you can have an unidentified flying object without necessarily an alien. You can have an alien without seeing the mothership. So is that, well, I'm just throwing out things here, guys, so just bear with me. Is that two different topics? Is that two different shows? Or is that one show? Okay. Like I said, I'll be breaking this down as I go through this. The next topics on my list are government conspiracies, and there's I know there's plenty of people that listen to my show that are interested in government conspiracies, one way or the other. Uh, New World Order, um, all sorts of conspiracies. So we can, we can. I don't know enough about them to be dangerous, but I will, or maybe I won't. We'll see because there's so many different ones. Like you know, the, and there's then there's the famous conspiracies, uh, who killed Kennedy and the moon landing, and uh, there's so many different variables upon that. Seems like the good ones happened there during the 60s with Kennedy and the moon landing, but I guess that's not good. That President Kennedy was killed. But it's a good conspiracy. Okay, we'll clean that up and uh, try and be respectful for that. Um, the M6 crash, which I had Colin Hall on a few, uh, probably a couple months ago now, I guess it is. And I've been talking with Colin and uh, the the journalist Mark uh, Mark Collins on Twitter the last few days, uh, trying to nail that down. Uh, seems elusive. It kind of seems a little weird. Yeah. We'll talk about it again, I'm sure, once we get all the uh, the pieces ironed out. 
Hopefully, hopefully I can get one. Hopefully I can get Mark Collins' side of the story on air. That'd be good because he says he says the book doesn't necessarily represent his views of how the events went down. So I'd like to hear how his side of the. I'd like to hear his side of the story, but I digress because I have to. Another another one I, I find fascinating. Of course, this all ties back to the what well, really gets my blood flowing. It seems at times. Haunted places, maybe. Where is where is your most haunted place? Could be a whole show because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have their favorite haunted place. Some people have their favorite play, pay to play haunted place. That's fine, I guess. If you want to throw money at, I, I mean, you can throw money at a podcast too if you want. I can I can hook you up. I know a guy that does a podcast. It's called the Mallory Report. Your ad could be read right now. No, <laughs> just kidding. The ad space has been sold. I already read it. I'll read it again. Okay. And then there's vampires, like we were just talking about, which is, seems to be a up-and-down paranormal phenomenon. There, I guess there is some link. I can't remember to uh, who or when I read this. But it was associated with when vampire stories are more prevalent, that the economy is going down. I, like I said, I wish I could remember where I read this. But when when um, other mythological creatures, let's assume Bigfoot for this case, the economy is starting to turn around, and then they'll seem to have disappeared when the economy's at its at its peak. I don't remember where I read that, but I did read that. I don't know if it's obviously I can't validate it because I can't remember where I read it. But I think there is something to that. The order of your mythological creatures, um, zombies is another one telltale sign that the economy is totally in the tank because people were talking about the dead coming back and all this other mess of stuff. I don't know. There is something to it, though, I believe. I could be wrong. I don't know. I probably am wrong. But somebody out there will tell me at some point. Of course, there's always the talks of demons and ghosts that uh, makes this show um, interesting from time to time, of course. That's okay. Okay. Oops, trying to type and talk at the same time. Probably not the best idea ever. Huh? But that's what you do. Okay. So that's my list. That's my small list of topics that we could have a call and show about. Okay, wait. 1,200 years of supernatural history. Wow. We'll have to talk about that. Doc Housel's in, in the I, uh, I Talk Paranormal chat room there, and she's talking about 1,200 years of supernatural history. She'll be a guest April 1st. Somebody make a note for me. Okay, here we go. In case you're wondering, here's the call number one more time. Call the It's fascinating. Okay, now I was going to do this and I forgot. So here we go again. Now that I've talked to you a little bit about where the uh, future plans are, 
for these live call-in shows. Um, I, ha- I have January's call-in show listed as Bigfoot, so just be aware. I guess I'll start promoting that tonight. The 28th, next week, I have Michael Joy of Horror News Net. HorrorNews.net, excuse me. That little period is not showing on my screen, so it may not be even there. Okay, but he's the manager and director of that site, so we'll probably talk horror films and horror news and horror all kinds of stuff, which will be cool. And then we'll do the Bigfoot show there on the 28th. Michael J. McCann, the first show in February, and then I have listed here as February 11th live UFO calls. So if you've got your unidentified flying object show coming in, uh, the 18th of February, I have Lee Evans, the subject of tarot cards. He makes tarot cards, if I remember correctly off the top of my head. Um, February 25th, I have Rob Guru. I haven't talked to him yet, so I probably did mispronounce his last name. He's an author, a medium, and a meteorologist. So that'll be a wild night, I am sure, getting through all that. March 4th, I have another live call night scheduled. It's paranormal and the me- and mediums. Um, should we use them in the field? And I know I have a bunch of mediums listening who are already screaming at their set, which is fine. They're allowed. The following week, March 11th, I have noted uh, paranormal researcher David Roundtree re- coming back on the show. It's been all, it's been over a year since David's been on the show. For anybody who has listened to the show since the beginning, they know that is the longest stretch that David has been without being on, so I have to break that. And uh, Roy Condry, probably mispronouncing that too, died in the house. This is the site that um, will tell you if anybody died in your house on the Internet. And the last show also I want to mention, if you want to scroll to the list there, you can see a few more of the April and May shows. But I have one special show coming up in May. May 27th. Circle it on your calendar. Set your phone reminders right now. May 27th. I don't know exactly how this is going to go down yet, but it's going now. And here it is. Here it is. You all ready? Everybody ready? It's the Roast of the Mallard. Roast of the Duck. Whatever. I have still a working title. Um, yeah. Uh, people are going to get the opportunity to call in. I think we're going to have to do parts of it recorded, maybe all of it recorded, because I know that there are some extremely funny people that have some uh, interesting comments about me and about the show. And it, truthfully, it's going to be tough to um, edit it. I don't want to cut people off that night. So if they want to cut it, I'll have to probably cut it if I have recorded clips, but it'll be easier to cut than trying to cut somebody live, I think. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it all goes well. I've also said that I'll make the extended version, the extended version, uh, probably a YouTube video or a podcast download, the full length, the full audio, everything, so everybody can get their full dollars worth, I'm sure. So, keep that in your mind. Be watching for the, the promos of how when to call in, what how long you should be able to talk for, I know the 60-minute, it's actually a, what is it now, 59-minute show. So, uh, yeah, as you can imagine, it's yeah, it's going to go fast. Uh, with the the number of listeners, it's just, I can't imagine trying. I'm waiting on bated 
trying to imagine how much work it's going to be to put this all together. But I'm looking forward to it. The best of show that was went out before Christmas was amazing, so I'm sure this will be too. Okay. So that's what's upcoming on the Mauer Report. So I've got a little under 20 minutes left. So with that being said, I'm going to play the call-in number this time. And if you have been sitting on your hands, that's fine. You're allowed to sit on your hands. But if you have a question for me, now is your opportunity to call in and ask me a question. Anything you want. Doesn't mean I won't hang up on you, but you can call in and ask it. All the Call from Rebecca Housel. Except. Could be very dangerous. How are you doing, Rebecca? Hey, what's up? I feel like calling you Doc. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Doc is great. Okay, so what's on your mind? Um, well, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the 12,000 years of history of vampires and New Orleans in particular and how that kind of connects to the haunted aspect that you were talking about. Oh, I think I killed you. <laughs> nope, I'm, I'm here. I killed myself, actually. Go ahead. Tell me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, well, I was—I uh, thought it was interesting how you were kind of connecting vampires to popular culture and particularly uh, socioeconomics. I got to turn off my sound. That'd be All helpful. Right, here we go. Okay, but anyways. Yeah, sorry about that. I—I <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's a really interesting topic. What you referred to about how vampires kind of appear and and uh, re, you know disappear during different um, economic periods in our history. That's actually true of Robin Hood, uh, which is not really part of your paranormal thing, um, unless you want to talk about gay men in green tights running hey, around the woods together. Anything's paranormal. <laughs> just, 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 don't, don't, don't bash. It. I can twist anything. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> uh, well, vampires are pretty similar. It's funny, but um, throughout the decades, I actually talk about this in my Comic-Con show, Throughout the decades, vampires uh, have actually been used as the other. Uh, so what that means is pretty much anybody that wasn't wasn't an Anglo, you know, male um, that that was they were vilified via vampires in popular cultures through movies and books and things like that. And you notice, like in the 40s and 50s, uh, Dracula was very um, basically Eastern European or Slavic in some way, you know, he kind of sounded Russian <laughs> during the Cold War and during the period of McCarthyism uh, during the 1950s when so many comics kind of got lost thanks to Senator McCarthy's infinite wisdom and idiocy. Uh, you know, Whoa, so anyways. Sort of you, you said, you oh, said there was oh. no paranormal twist there, and there is. <laughs> Do you mean Senator McCarthy or... <laughs> 
If you if if you're talking paranormal, that guy definitely fits the bill. Oh yeah, yeah, he does. He definitely does. And hopefully, his ghost is listening right now, because I will kick your ass, buddy. You kill comics. That's it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you deserve the hellfires you're burning in right now. Anyway, back to you. So um, yes. Yeah, so, so in the 1970s and 80s, what's really funny is um, because of the trickle down economics happening during the 80s. Vampires are actually, we were talking about this earlier, I forget the name of the, of the person on chat, um, but we were talking about uh, things like Once Bitten and Dead and Loving It and a lot of the vampire parodies with like Leslie Nielsen, Jim Carrey, Lauren Hutton, of course, George Hamilton, the Tannis Man Alive playing a, a dead guy, hysterical. And that was all like parody simply because there was so much excess of money um, that people began to make fun of their mortality, essentially. I don't know if I can make fun of my mortality. I know it's coming. <laughs> well, that's that's really, vampires really uh, hit a nerve, and that's why they have been around for the last 12,000 years. I mean, that's my show, too. It talks about how there's 12,000 written years of written evidence, I should say, um, about vampires. And um, it's pretty interesting because essentially it's the thing that makes all of us want to, um, you know, sort of explore our mortality. You know, vampires never die unless you cut off their head or drive a stake to their heart. But, you know, they're so, so fast and strong, it's really hard to do. So I have a paranormally loosely based question for you about vampires, kind of. Barely oh, great. Yay, great. Nicholas Cage. You've, everybody's seen these pictures. I'm sure you've seen them a hundred times. Of him and, you know, the old guy that looks like him. What do you think? What do I think of Nicolas Cage? Yeah, do you think he's a vampire? Haven't you seen the pictures? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> you have not? Well, wait, you haven't seen the pictures of Nicolas Cage and this old picture of him from, like, 19 or 1880-something? Oh, really? No. I've, I've, stumped, I've stumped Nicolas the pop culture person. Nicolas Cage is person. not a vampire, man. Somebody... I know that guy. He, 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 I, I mean, I'm not going to say anything that will, you know, maybe I shouldn't say, but, uh, can I, can I just say he's not a vampire? In fact, there are no vampires. I'm sorry, audience, to disappoint you, but there are no vampires. The most dangerous thing on the planet is me. That's well, about. <laughs> I, I am, so, you know, I am sure some people argue with you on that one, but I, I won't. You're more dangerous than me, so we'll, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> well, it would be hard to find somebody that, you know, that's more dangerous. But I have met people who believe they're vampires going back to New Orleans and, and things like the Lafayette Cemetery and the hauntings that have been happening there. Um, it's, of course, it's an entire group of people in New Orleans who, who believe that they're vampires, who live like they're vampires, who have prosthetic teeth and, and who use blood um, to, drink, to drink and to do different rituals with and, um, you know, so, so there are people that really think of themselves that way, but of course, nobody is a vampire. Nobody has fangs that kind of protrude. Uh, you know, nobody drinks blood for their sustenance unless unless they're psychotic, which is you know entirely well, possible. There's another issue there, but we'll we'll save that for another. You know, probably not save that for another I think show. That but there's actually a tribe in Africa that drinks cow blood. Uh, so, so you know, but it's not like vampiric in any way. Well, that's kind of like. Kind of different than drinking actual like human blood, I guess. If we're splitting hairs, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if we can even if, split that. Or, or if we're Stephanie Meyer and we want to write about vegetarian vampires. 
you know, and and make uh, billions of dollars. That that's also good news right there. Hey, she could she could say they sparkle, and she made a million a billion dollar million. How how many how much money she made? She doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If she's right because she's laughing at you drinking from her gold coffee mug. Well, you know, I, actually, I think it's me laughing at her because I wrote a book about her stuff, and and I'm making money off of it. So I'll see. Go Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It rolls downhill. So, I love okay. you. So here, here's the next question. This is gonna, this is gonna be. I think I know the answer based off what you've already said, but I'm gonna ask you anyways. The strangest place on earth, like the whole city, because you mentioned New Orleans, and that, that's why I'm asking the question. That's that seems like from an outsider. I've never been there, and there are great people down there. But is, is that the strangest place on earth? Is New York City the strangest no, place? No, New Earth? Orleans. No, New Orleans. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. <laughs> I've been to New York City, sorry, and that and that that may be it's strange, but it's not the anyways. <laughs> it's pretty strange, but no, you know, New Orleans is like so steeped in history. The architecture alone is worth the trip. I mean, you get you just got to go. Also, Channing Tatum's bar uh, is really kind of good too on Bourbon Street. Saints and Sinners, I recommend it highly. Um, but otherwise. You know, I mean, it's just, it's not a scary city. It's really so vibrant and wonderful. And all the uh, all the sort of mystery and lore about the city with vampires has a lot to do with what was called coffin girls. Um, and a lot of the people that lived in New Orleans in the 1700s would get um, their wives from overseas and, and their, the wives would bring their things over in, in wooden boxes that look like coffins and... And there's a whole connection, a historical connection to that. And, of course, then Anne Rice in 1976 with her novel Interview with the Vampire, um, when that came out, and New Orleans is, figures so prominently in that storyline. And in 1994, the film adaptation comes out with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Hello, boys. And, uh, you know, hey, that that was pretty exciting, actually. And New Orleans is figures very large there. Um, and, and now, of course, tonight, in fact, uh, there's a show called The Originals, which is a spinoff from L. Jane Smith's novels, uh, The Vampire Diaries, from 1991, turned into a TV series in 2009. And The Originals is set in New Orleans. In fact, The Vampire Diaries continues to go back to New Orleans as well as a, as a setting for their storyline. So it's just now a very, like, sort of beautiful city steeped in history. There's Spanish history there, there's French history, and, and, and it's just one of those incredible places that when you go, you can feel the past touching the present in a way that I think is something I honestly can't kind of articulate in any sort of, with any sort of eloquence. Um, you just have to go. It's a beautiful, magical place. I'm, I'm sorry. You mentioned TV, mainstream TV tonight. I just stopped listening after that. There's no TV on tonight, ever, anywhere. I've banned it. Because people God. need to tune in. No, well, yeah, but but the originals is on at eight, Jim, and you're on at nine, so it's perfect timing. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I guess I can give that a pass. So, <laughs> well, I think last well, year, I think last year the state of the un, the state of the union was on against my show, and I I did the duck up against Barack Obama. I think I had actual well, higher approval rates. Very wrong with the state of the union. That is very very wrong. If they go on opposite you, they obviously don't understand. <laughs> well, I, like I said, I have higher approval ratings than him, so they should uh, let me have the spot. But whatever. 
Well, thank you so much for letting me call in and, and uh, chat with you for a little while. Okay. I know that you're probably getting close to wrapping up. Getting there. But, okay, we're, I'm having Doc on for the uh, the hour on April 1st. No fooling. I, I was going to do an April Fool's joke, but obviously you hear Doc now. So she is a real person. <laughs> um, go ahead and uh, tell people yeah. where to find you so they can start digging into you. So when when they, when they you when your turn comes up on the guillotine, they'll know how to have some fun. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I know, and I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that on chat people make fun of me like crazy. I really want to see that because I love that. Um, yeah, if you want to find me, you can go to RebeccaHousel.com. And, of course, I'm on Twitter at DocHousel, hashtag PopCultureProfessor. And, you know, if you also want to find me at some later point, I, I might or may not have my vibrator. <laughs> I'm not saying. I had, to, I had to do it. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Are you okay? I am fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm talking about with people. That's yeah. And how do how do I explain I this to people without yeah? Anyways, you you just have to follow the uh, the hashtag that I mentioned earlier, the Quack Crew hashtag, and you might you might pick up on it, you might not. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna elaborate any further on it. So you have to get on Twitter. I why are people? I get messages all the time from people. I hate Twitter. Get over it. It's the future. The same. People are abandoning Facebook every day. Twitter is is rocking and rolling, and it's doing great in the stock market. I mean, you have to be intelligent to use Twitter. To to do 140 characters in a clever and witty way, you have to be a really – I think it attracts intelligent people, smart people, uh, people who are quick, and and that's that's the appeal for me. I I just love it. It's it's like – and you can reach the whole world, too. Yeah. When I used Twitter, the first time I got on Twitter – I got the biggest royalties check I've ever gotten in my entire life, and it was because of Twitter. I love Twitter. My podcast. I'd marry it if I could. My <laughs> podcast downloads are up. Let me do some math here. Sixty percent since I started focusing on Twitter. It's over. Woo! Half. Just saying, if you want to have oh, a good man. show, be on I Twitter. Think, I'm like a Twitter. I mean, actually, Jim, think about it. Twitter is how we connected. It is. That's how I think. Yes, and our friends. Our every, friend, I think, at Rock Fight Films on Twitter is how we connected. Yeah, every everybody on in the the I Talk Paranormal chat room, Twitter. Just saying. Amazing. But you I know, actually, I, if you I, if you I want the link to this mysterious chat room I keep mentioning, you've got to sign up for the newsletter at I Talk Paranormal. But that's here. <laughs> Do you like that? And that chat room, by the way, is very fun because I'm watching it right now. It's hysterical. I, I just saw somebody say something about spunk. Wait, no, it's not. It's not. It's not spunk. It's something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's where it goes. <laughs> we just don't know what's gonna what anybody's gonna say. Usually, me, but <laughs> yeah, well, that's how it goes. So, some, there's always one in every crowd. Don't forget it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for letting me call in, and thanks to your listeners. They are awesome people. Well, thank you for calling in, and uh, we'll be looking forward to April. Jeez, it seems like it's going to be forever, but it'll be here before we know it. Oh, I can't wait, Jim. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Have a good night. I'm hanging up on you now. <laughs> and that was Doc Hales. Like I said, she's coming on in April. So I'm going to read the sponsor hit one more time. I need I need you to get off your can. Go If you have a Kindle, go download at least. I know $1.99 is a lot. I know. But go at least download the free ebook. I can't. Tell you it's any cheaper than free. Okay. Looking for a family friendly audio adventure. 
The world of God's Land fantasy series begins with the Call of Harold. Download the audiobook format. It's now available in the audiobook format. It's free ebook, audiobooks $1.99. Visit bit.ly slash audio199. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash audio199. Or, if you're lazy like me, it'll be in the podcast blog, or it's on italkparanormal.com slash live, where you're listening to the show from. Doesn't get any better than that. Click the banner, go get your free book. Tell Brian, tell, leave a review if you download the book. It's great. That's how you do things. I'll have to put so much time, energy into producing the book for you. Love it, hate it. Leave a review. Leave a comment on the show. Whatever. Good news. The good news is the only way we can grow is by knowing what people want. You can't please everybody all the time, but if somebody has good sound advice. I think anybody in their right mind would follow it. That's your uh, paranormalheadlines.com final thought right there. I know, kind of scary shaking my own sight in there like that, but that's okay. That's what we do here. We push we push websites off and on. Got my own products, you got to push them once in a while. Hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in from Kelly to Dr. Housel to whoever's been listening. It's been fun. Let's do it again next week. Talk to you later. Well, before we flip that on-air sign to the off position, a quick reminder. For all things about the report, previews, and reviews, go to italkparanormal.com. Get connected with Take-Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take-Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take2Radio.com.